to the Prophet's Voice podcast. We're excited to be here that you are listening to us and letting us into your lives, into your heart, on your radio, on your uh, uh, um, iPhone, whatever mm-hmm. it is, Android, however it is that you're listening to us. We are excited that you are letting us in. We are here, myself, uh, always Elder Gwen Cohen, and... Our original purpose and intent, Opay Media Productions. Howdy, Marcus howdy. Mooney's in the house. Howdy, howdy. Hey, Marcus, did you say hey? Hey, hey. All right. <laughs> and then, of course, none other than Elder Elliot Cohen, who is my husband, my partner of 31 years. He is with us. And I, yeah, I got to come up with something else now. The man, the I myth, say, the legend. The man who is the legend, <laughs> the known as the legend. And we are excited that he's in the office. Say, hey, Elliot. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> As always, and the one who keeps the humor going. Um, we are uh, glad that you have joined us. We are, again, The Prophet's Voice, believing in bringing your purpose to life. You can get us at www.theprophetsvoice.net, or you can reach out to us with a question, insight, or any in a comment, feedback. I'm a feedback queen. So you can uh, give us feedback at info at theprophetsvoice.net. That's T-H-E-P-R-O-P-H-E-T-S-V-O-I-C-E dot N-E-T, net. We are on chapter 13 of our podcast here. We are talking about real life, real time, real talk with a very real God. I was blessed to be able to release this book in 2022. And so here we are almost at the end of 2023. And we've been walking through each chapter. We are now on chapter 13. And so I want to read the scripture though on this one. It's Galatians 6 and 9. We, many of us have heard it a lot and let us not grow weary Mm. while doing good. Isn't that what they tell us when we're tired in church and we don't feel like doing anything else? That's right. And it says, let us not grow weary while doing good for in what? Marcus, what? Due season. Due season. We shall reap if we faint. Some versions say faint not. Faint not. I used if we do not lose lose heart. heart. So this chapter is called, Marcus? Due season. What's that? <laughs> Say what you said earlier. You know, yeah, I, if you like me, I mean, I woke up, dude, right? Why we got to wait on the season? Well, I got to wait on I don't on understand. <laughs> so let me be honest here. When I first saw this text, I was not happy. Okay, y'all, I know there's somebody out there that got to admit there's some biblical text that you read. When you read it, you don't like it. <laughs> I didn't like this one. This is real talk. I think I said it before. I'm not a patient person. My expectation of God was wrapped up in three statements, quick, fast, and in a hurry. I don't know if anybody else has that expectation of the Holy Ghost. Quick, fast, in a hurry. Can't the Holy Ghost do a quick work? Huh? Can't the Holy Ghost do a fast work? Come on now. Can't we do this in a hurry? Why we got to stay in church 10 hours for the Holy Ghost to move? I, I'm just being, it's real talk, y'all. I didn't want to hear, you can't hurry God. Y'all remember that song? You can't hurry God. Oh, no, no, you just have to wait. Come on, wait. You got to trust him and give him time. No matter how long it takes. Right. He's a God that you can't hurry. Why can't I? He'll be there. Don't you worry. He may not come when you want him, but he's right on time. My cousins in Ohio, who were the Wallace sisters, used to sing that, sing it beautifully all the time. And I used to think to myself while they were singing it, why can't I hurry God? That's the remix. Mm-hmm, that's the remix. <laughs> Let's see. You see all the good I'm doing. Come on, somebody. Come on now. I'm the first one at church. <laughs> and the what, Marcus? The last one. <laughs> to leave. I pay over I pay over my time <laughs> and my offering. I am the recipient 
of the church volunteer award. I'm always volunteering. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's not the definition of doing good, nope. especially in the kingdom. And we often think it's what we do. You know, what satisfies us, what makes us feel good, what puts feathers in our cap. That's what we want God to acknowledge as our doing good. We expect a magnificent and public blessing for it, complete mm -hmm. with a neon sign that flashes. God did it for me because I did it for him. Mm. <laughs> what you think, Marcus? I think that that is right on point because <laughs> I think we all have been there before. We want the acknowledgement yes. from the most high. Please yes. give me my pat on the back. Brush yes. my shoulders yes. off. Huh? Pop my Neon collar. I did, I, did I did it. Me. I did it. I'm <laughs> the one. You know, I, 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 have, I have been in that space where it's like you walk into a room and you expect for everybody to uh, start to be blessed by this anointing and this radiation is just coming off of you, right? All stand, right? all rise. All stand, all rise. I floated in here. You, floated you know in. what I'm saying? Huh? I don't know, Marcus. If you float in the room, I'm probably going to float out. Because <laughs> I don't know what that looks like. <laughs> you levitate in the room, I'm probably going to be trying to find an exit tour. <laughs> oh, Lord. Well, I hate to burst your bubble, but pop. Boom. Yes, doing good has nothing to do with your idea of doing good. There it is. Doing good is about God's purpose for us. Newsflash, God's doing good never looks like our doing good. Uh-uh. <laughs> Why? Check out the scripture for this chapter again. Our doing good would never put us in a place of weariness, mm -mm. lose heart or faint. Nope. Of course, our doing good would never have us feeling like that mm -mm. because our doing good would manifest immediate, somebody say immediate. Immediate. Results. That's right. Doing good God's way is tiring. It is. Doing good God's way will make us want to faint, give up, and lose heart all at the same time. Doing good God's way implies there's a season for reaping, and it's not as soon as we would like it. Mm -hmm. No, it's not only the time we give in, the offering we release, the time we spend on the choir, or how many church meetings we attended in this context. Doing good is the time, effort, and resources we put into being obedient mm. to God. I love Come it. Come on, Marcus, talk to me. You know, I, one thing I've, I've noticed, too, as we get more and more deeper and deeper into that space of wanting our doing good to uh -huh. reflect God uh -huh. and to be the God thing— it causes us as mankind, particularly in the church, to want to put things that we can see as far as the bar that we set. Yeah. Oh, we start good. setting more parameters for what it looks like yes. in order to do good and be good. Yes. And that's when you get all these little rules and nuances and yes. things that, that pop up in the body that have nothing to do with the move of God or the spirit of wow. God. Nothing to do with it at that's all. That's good. That's good. Oh, I like it. It can come in the form of working at someone else's company when we know we're called to be an entrepreneur. Ah, there it is. It can look like serving in someone else's ministry when God's called us to a ministry come on of now. our own. Come on now. Doing good may take the shape of helping others achieve what God promised we would accomplish. Doing good says, I know I've anointed you, but I must prepare you. So therefore, there is no real blueprint. Ah. Huh? That's right. He knows the way. He, he knows is the way. the way. God, Job said he knows the way that I take. Job 23 and 10. What is now. it? We said it before. And when he has tested me, <laughs> Go doing ahead. good is coming forth as pure gold. Amen. And I love this. And due season, well, that's what doing good prepares us for. Doing good gets us ready 
for the harvest. Yes. I love this part. I got to read it. My great-grandfather was a farmer. Mm -hmm. While he was always excited about the harvest, he knew there was a preparation period before reaping. It was his doing good time. I love it. Before he could gather the harvest, he had to prepare the barn to hold it. His time of doing good was repairing the barn doors to keep out the inclement weather. Mm. His doing good was patching any open holes in the barn structure, ensuring animals could not get in and eat the crop. His doing good was making sure each compartment was clean and ready to receive the abundant harvest coming. We need doing good. Yes. The space between doing good and due season prepares us to receive the harvest. Our barn doors, the doors of our heart, need work. So what God has placed in us is protected when trouble comes. Mm. Our spiritual structure needs patching and cleaning to ensure when the harvest is received, negative thoughts and bad attitudes won't cause us to lose what was intended for us to keep. And due season needs doing good, and doing good needs due season. You truly can't have one without the other. Come on, talk to me, Marcus. You know, help me really quick, Elder. Is there a song, if, if I'm not mistaken, is it our story? My storage is empty and I'm available. My storage. Yeah, is that, empty. That, 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 that's right. I'm saying that right, correctly. Is that Lord, it? Lord, I'm available, available to, to you. you. Right. My will I give to you. Yes. I'll do what you say, do. Use me, Lord. Yes. We, to show someone the, the way. way. Exactly. And enable me to you say, better, you better, you better my say. storage is empty. Go ahead now. And I am available. To you, yeah. We know it's empty, but yeah. is it prepared? Ah, that's good. We is know it it's empty, ready? But is it ready? Is it yes. ready? Because we're all there. I mean, we need God. He's the filler. We need Him. So yeah, we we get to a place of vulnerability where mm. we're saying, God, I'm mm. emptied out and I'm ready. Mm. Okay, but are you ready? Is your storage empty and ready? Have and you ready. secured those spots? Yes. Have you allowed me to work in those areas, those cracks, those crevices in there oh, that on. could leak if I put the blessing on you too soon and That's too fast? That's right. Come on, you Marcus. know what I'm saying. I, I just had to throw that out there real That's quick. Good. That's yes, good. Yes, ma'am. That's good. I got to read this. My <clears throat> great-grandfather, he did. I loved him much. Took excellent care in preparing his barn. I grew up on a farm. It was a huge undertaking, but he approached it with vigor and delight. Yes. He was always coming up with new and innovative ways to improve it. He was willing to put in the necessary time and energy to ensure it could not just receive the harvest, but support, support it and keep it. Yes. When hay was needed for his farm animals, the barn yielded it. When dry fruit and preserved vegetables were required, the barn delivered them. Why? Because his doing good was a time he embraced to make sure the barn would cover what was needed when it was needed. Amen. Are we ready for purpose when it shows up? Mm, we're back to purpose again, y'all. That's good. Are we confident our spiritual barns can sustain our harvest? Yes. If destiny knocked at our doors today, would be we be able to maintain it, receive it? Would we be able to receive it and maintain it? We can't run from or rush our doing good. There's too much at stake. Yes. God has specifically designed and orchestrated our doing good time. So when due season arrives, we are ready to yield to the world the harvest he needs the world to have. That's right. Tired, keep doing good. Weary, keep doing good. Want to faint? Don't. Keep doing good. Due season is sure to, to show, show up. up. Come on, Marcus, <clears throat> help me with that. 
you know, one of the hardest lessons <clears throat> that I had to, uh, that, I, that I have to teach my children, and, you know, some of them are younger than others, so there are more lessons to come. But the older <laughs> ones have gotten it, hopefully they've gotten it. It's getting them to understand the importance of doing what is necessary and not what is necessarily comfortable for you. Right. Um, loving right. somebody the way they need to be loved versus loving them the way you want to love them. Yes. Um, you know, it's really hard to explain this even to the heart of an adult, much less children. But, you know, a lot of times Times my kids would get into these little quarrels and it comes from one of them being offended by the other one not accepting or receiving the gift that they thought that they were giving them. Uh -huh. um, you know, particular example, it's like, um, you know, I have a child that wants to do this particular thing and you say, but I'm giving them this toy, but that's not the toy that they want. That's uh -huh. not what they want to play with. You're giving them what's convenient for you at the time because what they're asking for is actually a sacrifice for you. <laughs> right, right. Because that's what right. you're playing that's with or that's play. what you're enjoying right. or, or that's the one you don't necessarily want them to have. So you're giving them something and it feels really good, yeah, right? Yeah. I'm giving them some, look, look, they should be happy with this, you know, but would you be content with the thing that you want or wow. the thing that someone is just trying to put off on you? And so as believers, sometimes we get into that space where that doing good is good it feels good but is it really what god wants from mm -hmm. us mm -hmm. or does he wants us to reach a little deeper mm -hmm. um does it take a little bit more work to prepare that space mentally physically emotionally mm -hmm. uh, so that god can move the way that he needs to move mm -hmm. um i see people all the time giving out of abundance giving out of uh you know comfort uh -huh. that's 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 good don't think don't get me wrong that's good uh -huh. but man when you have to give out of a mm -hmm. place of less than when Ooh, you have Jesus. to give out of a place where it's That's uncomfortable, now, baby. <laughs> huh? Huh? Where it's yeah. uncomfortable, yes. and you have to think about things and balance things out before mm, you can even give. Mm, mm, mm. You know, um, I, they get me all the time at church because you know they 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 say uh, God loves a cheerful giver, and I'm like, man, it's not that I'm not cheerful, <laughs> but by the time I have to think about all these different things. <laughs> Sometimes I'm not as happy as I should be. <laughs> maybe I'm not as happy you know what I'm saying. Right. But it's coming from a place, uh, you know, of cheerfulness because I understand what I'm doing. I mm -hmm. understand why it's being done. But yes. boy, oh boy, is it tough sometimes. And like I say, getting that through to my kids and getting them to understand, <clears throat> it's better for you to give what the person is asking for if you can, versus what feels good to you. Right, because you're getting ready for due season. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And you know, what's interesting is that we're in this, we've been in this space of now everyone talking about destiny and purpose and people, I want my destiny. I'm reaching up and, you know, <laughs> tell, you tell somebody in the church about destiny, we'll tear the church up, tear the church up, turn the pews over, the whole nine, tears over, shouting, falling out on the floor, all of that, right? Yes. When somebody says, you got destiny or the prophetic words that go out, God's got a destiny for yeah. you. Reach up and grab it. Reach up and, yeah, snatch it and grab it, all of that. When in actuality, what God is saying is reach inside of you and take out of you what is not mm. what is not of me mm. and allow me to put in you what is of me so that when destiny does come, your barn's ready. Lay aside every weight. And the sin that so easily besets us. That's right. I need, I need your barn because what I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you the desire of your heart. Amen. But the question becomes, will it become, will it still remain the desire of your heart mm -hmm. or will it be your desire? 
You know, one thing God is not going to do, he is not going to trump himself when it comes to your life. That's it. I like that. Say that again. He's not going to trump himself when it comes to your life. And so he knows, one, what you have need of, and two, what you also are not ready for. Ah, what that's you're a not good, prepared you know what? Because I remember those moments when I was saying, Lord, I want this. I can't. I've been going through this. I don't <laughs> understand. Why can't I have this right now? And I remember when the Lord said, you're not ready. And I went, what? Mm-hmm. Yes, I am. I put up with all of this. <laughs> I put up with the saints. Yes. And the ain'ts. And all of it. <laughs> what do you mean I'm not ready? And he said, you're not ready. Mm-hmm. And I remember the moment that he said, you're ready. Mm-hmm. And the moment that he said, I heard him say, now, mm-hmm. the moment I heard him say now was in a space where I wasn't looking for someone mm. to do something for me. Oh, my goodness. I was looking for him. Amen. To do. I said, Lord, you know what? I'm good. Name ain't got to be called. Nothing ain't got to be said. Ain't got to be stroked, promoted, elevated. None of it. I will continue to do my purpose and work out what you've said to me. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, now. You know what? I have have to tell this story really quickly, um, Elder. So, And that ain't been too long ago. Right, right. There you go. You know, when I when I first got saved, I was really young. I was a teenager, and uh, and I got to I got saved at fourteen. I got to about sixteen, and I started really understanding a little bit better. I started mm-hmm. getting into the word for myself, mm-hmm. and um, you know, and I was a, a sixteen year old who uh, I didn't curse and you know and all those things, and mm-hmm. you know I tried to watch myself and what I said, and you know, and uh, not to watch certain things, get involved with certain things, and I was very serious about this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know how I conducted myself and all those different things, trying to uh, walk this path with God and mm-hmm. really show that that uh, that God is in my life. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I remember getting to a place in my early 20s where it's like I woke up one day and I realized that I wasn't exactly where I wanted to be, mm-hmm. especially where I thought that I was going to be when I was 16. Uh-huh. By the time I got to like 2021, 20, uh-huh. you know, um, I was supposed to be levitating by now, like you talked about <laughs> earlier, you know. I wasn't quite there yet. I told you yet. about levitating. Right. You know, levitating in the room. Wasn't, I'm huh? leaving. Wasn't I'm quite leaving. there. Wasn't quite there. Um, you know, I remember praying a prayer. Uh, I want to walk into a room and my shadow heals somebody. Like, you know, this is, just, you know, yeah, you know just young, you. dumb mind, you yeah, know, just I not understanding you. things, you know. Right. But, you know, hard in the right place as far as wanting to elevate in God, but not understanding what that process was. Mm-hmm. And then in my 20s, I started going through some things. And as I was going through things, the Holy Spirit was revealing to me, God was saying, you didn't know what was in you, but I did. Mm -hmm. I knew what you needed. I knew what you had to face. Mm. You weren't ready for a lot of the things that you thought you were ready for Mm. because you don't know you like I know you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I went through certain things that I didn't even realize what was in me. Generational stuff, Mm -hmm. Mm. you know, things that were deep, Uh that that, that Mm -hmm. really, really was buried Mm -hmm. until the right circumstances happened. And then Mm -hmm. there it is. And I'm like, God, he like, what if I would have elevated you? in these areas because ah, see i'm an artist God. a lot of people may not know I, I do gospel rap that and i had some opportunity big opportunities that mm-hmm. came i'm talking about with the kurt franklin's of this world and, mm-hmm, and you mm-hmm. know uh big big uh big labels and all that stuff and god was like what if i would have put you wow. in those places when you weren't ready yeah you would have mis- misrepresented 
yourself, you would have misrepresented your family, you would have misrepresented me. That's the point. That's it. That's it right there. You would have misrepresented. And so due season is necessary. Yes. Doing good and due season is necessary because it takes us to get, it, it takes the doing good for us to come face to face with the fact that we are not, due season is not just about us. That's right. Due season is about the world. That's right. And what, yeah, what if you had stepped into that with all the stuff mm. that needed to come out of you and here <laughs> you now have a microphone for the world. That's right. It's not just a microphone for my family or just the community. And I try to get people to understand that when we teach purpose, it is global. That's what right. you do is global That's in right. nature. I know it seems local, but your voice speaks. We are stepping into the enemy's camp. That's when right. we do podcasts, when we speak out because he is the prince of the power of the air. That's and right. And we're talking about everything. It's on the airways. That's right. And so what if we aren't, and we've seen it happen with people who didn't wait till due season and stepped into a space that they were not ready for. Their barn wasn't ready for. And the fall is great, is but great. people fall with them. That's right. Remember, Lucifer took a third of the angels. I'm still trying to get that in my mind, y'all, because I'm in heaven and I'm going to decide that I want to leave heaven. Mm. The greater good, the greatest good, good of all and leave. He convinced a third. So that is the power of your voice. That's right. So it's important that we wait, wait for due season. That's right. That we keep doing good and we don't get weary because in, in, in doing good, it gets the gunk out of us. If I can say it like that. Um, doing good means digging out of us. That's right. The gunk, Digging out of us the things that God says you can't have. Have that in you and represent me. Your story about your grandfather, what it also does for us is it heightens our awareness of what is there inside of us as right. far as issues, yeah. problems, things that aren't as yes. good as they can be. Yes. Um, you think about your grandfather was an expert of knowing what parts of the barn were weak, what yes. was acceptable for yes. animals to possibly come in and eat up the harvest, yes. um, what wasn't ready for the weather like the other parts of the barn. So he knew where to put the work in. That's right. Huh? And yeah. so when what God does for us when in that due season, in that in that process before the due season is he helps us to work on those places that will fail us mm -hmm. if they aren't worked on ah, and if they're not properly right. prepared. That's the whole point. Due season, what's that? Yes. Due season is the is 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 the mo is the time where God has the Doing good is the time where God has the ability to make sure he's working on you yes. and engaging you so that you're ready for due season. That's right. You got to. You got to be okay with due season being whatever it is. That's right. Whenever it is. That's right. Because it just means that God, and I didn't realize that God was working that out of me. I was going, because because for me, and I'm going to be, this is real talk. I looked for people to, to promote, to elevate, you know, to push, to all of that. And God said, no. He said, I'm going to do what I'm going to do for you. And until you get into the space where you're okay with me doing it, not, your due season won't happen. And I just remember saying, okay, I'm good. I'm just going to do what you call me to do. I'm going to operate in my purpose, which is my my purpose is to tell show other folk you got purpose. That's, That's right. That's my purpose. That's Bring right. your purpose to life. Making sure you know that. And so I said, I'm going to do that anyway, and I'm not worried about none of it. And I heard the Lord say now, and doors begin to open. Due season is happening. The pot, This, what we're doing, yes. all of this yes. begin to happen because I 
had reached a space where in the doing good, I was letting God take out of me. My grandfather was meticulous about his barn. Yes. And I used to think he was nuts. <laughs> I used to say, Grandpa, something wrong with you. I called him Spun. J.W. Banks, I give it, you know, I called him Spun. I was, what is going on? Why why can't we go ahead and 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 harvest whatever? Mm-hmm. Nope, because the bar where the section of the barn where it goes is not, not ready yet. It's so it ready. was even down to sections, knowing a section of the barn held this and a section of the barn held that. And it had to be a specific way in order to hold that. But I thank God that he was that way because in the wintertime, <laughs> when there was no more harvest, that's right. We could go. The animals knew they'd always have food mm-hmm. because there was a section. They knew. They knew it. You that's know. Right. They knew. And when they saw us go to the barn, you could see the cows perk up. You could see. I grew up on a farm, y'all. You see the chickens come out the coop because they knew we were going to the barn because there was corn. Yes. That was that had been harvested in the barn for them. Wow. And it was set up in such a place mice couldn't get in Amen. and eat it up. Amen. So there wouldn't be food there. So it's important for us to go through that process. Yes. So that when due season comes, you don't lose nothing. You know, the, the importance, too, is understanding that when the work needs to be done is when it should be done. Right. Because once you get to a certain part of the winter, we don't really have time to be going ah, out there doing patchwork. Right. Yeah. We're yeah. going to lose gonna some of, that's right. right. We're going to lose some of the harvest. We're yes. going to lose the very thing that we're yes. trying to protect. So yes. it, it, it behooves us to do the work when it's time to do the work. Yes. And then therefore when the season is due, then the season is due and we're getting our just due in that season. So, Please, if anybody out there, please hear us when we're saying, allow God to do the work. Yes. Allow Go him to through do the, the work. doing good. Go through it. You know what? The other thing, too, that came to me was was while you were talking is that um, uh, him doing the barn, making the barn right did not stop storms. Mm. So it didn't matter whether you were in due season or doing good, storms will prevail. That's right. So he had to make sure that even in the due season, when things were due, that the barn could withstand the storms that were going to come anyway. Anyway. So storms come through doing good and storms come in your due season. But if you allow God to work with you in the doing good process, You'll in the good. In, in setting you up, in setting the barn and getting it ready, That's right. then when the storms come in due season, you don't good. even have to worry about it. I can't It was raining and there were high winds, but that barn, we didn't have to worry about nothing. There was a point where there was a tornado coming and he said, we all going to the barn because he felt the barn would withstand the storm when the house wouldn't. So so it is imperative for us to allow God to work out in us the doing good and not get tired of God working on us in our doing good season. Marcus, we're at a close. I know you're going to make that call to discipleship for folk, call to Christ for those who are listening. Just remember that due season is evident, but remember doing good is as important as due season. Amen. Amen. It's on you, Marcus. Yes, ma'am. You know, some of us are in a position where uh, there are leaks in the barn. There are holes. Mm. Mm. There, there, there's parts of the ceiling that's missing. I mean, it, it's gone through. You've gone through. Mm-hmm. You've gone through it. My God, it's been tough. It's been really tough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you're wondering, you know, can I even recover? 
let me be the first to tell you, I know someone that can help you. You will recover. Not only will you recover, you will be better than what you ever thought you ever mm, could be. Yes, yes. But it starts with an accepting of the best gift that we can ever have in this world. That's and that right. is the one who sacrificed himself or, or whose son, his only begotten son was sacrificed. And Jesus had to accept that, 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 <laughs> that, that process. Yes, that was <laughs> that his due season. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Whoa. He became the bond for us. He withstood all of the, the, the beating and, and all of the, the storm and everything that you could think of so that we could get to a place to accept him into our lives mm -hmm. and he be the ultimate strength for everything that we are going to go through. Every storm, every up, every down, every in, every out, every mistake, mm -hmm. everything done to us and everything we do to others. Mm, that's good. So I'm asking you right now, open up your heart and accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Ask him to come into your life. Mm -hmm. I guarantee you he will meet you right where you That's are. That's it. That's it. And it will be the best decision that you ever made. He will walk with you. Yes. He will begin to prepare you. He will begin to restore that barn, that, that situation in your life. And he will show you all the things that you need to see in order to understand who you were made in his image to be mm -hmm. and what your purpose is. Mm -hmm. It starts today. Make that decision. Yeah. Accept Jesus in your heart. And we'll go from there. And I guarantee you it'll be the best decision you ever made in your life. Oh, that's awesome. We just want to tell you, we're so glad that you've tuned in with us here at The Prophet's Voice. We want you to know, don't grow weary in, in doing well good. Doing. That's in right. due season, you will reap yes. if you faint not. Amen. We here at The Prophet's Voice. You can reach out to us at www.theprophetsvoice.net. We believe in bringing your purpose to life. If you got feedback, comments, insight, wisdom, you want to share a story, if you if you hit us up at info at theprophetsvoice.net, we'll share your story on the podcast. We're excited about what God is doing in your life. We're excited about what God is doing in the world. You may not see it. You may not believe it, but I promise you the kingdom of God is rising in the world. Yeah. The kingdom of God is at hand and it is keep doing good because <laughs> in due season you will reap. Amen. If you don't get tired. That's right. Don't faint. That's right. And don't give up. I'm Elder Gunquolin on behalf of Opay, Original Purpose and Intent Media Productions, Marcus Mooney, and the love of my life, Elliot Cohen. We say to you, have a blessed and favored new year here at the prophet's voice.